0: I will start this episode with a disclaimer. The following audio and the seri content that is coming for the next few weeks can be harmful and not appropriate for all audiences. It may also contains content that some can find triggering and disturbing, so adults' and parents' discretion is advised. And before continuing, make sure an appropriate audience listens to that episode as I will talk about children's sexual abuse. So I thank you to make sure the appropriate Ears, listen to this message. Hi, everybody. Today I come to you with a heavy heart. It is still happening. It happens every day. And it is happening while I am recording this, while you are listening to what I have to say. It is still happening children everywhere around us are physically, sexually abused. Since I have started this podcast, I am aware of two situations that are close to me. A little girl, two years old, a few months ago, discovered by her mother being abused by her father. Sexually abused. Now, this week, a little boy, eight years old, is now in a hospital because... Because he wanted to die. How is it possible that a child wants to die and expresses, I want to commit suicide at eight years old? I I am shocked at the same time, I know what it is because I was that eight years old child. When I learned about it, I was kind of um, devastated and uh, sad and angry, even furious. and I was contemplating you know, started to complete this series with, because I didn't know where to go anymore with it. And um, I was like, oh, maybe people are not interested in this subject. It is so deep and dark. And anytime I interview someone, anytime I am in the presence of a, a specialist or a witness, or someone who experienced that, it is such a deep work that I have to integrate myself because I am still on my healing journey. But then I had that news, and his whole family around him is completely shocked, not understanding why a eight-year-old child wants to die or not living. And I and it touched my heart so deeply because I remembered myself at eight years old. I didn't want to do anything against my life, but I wanted to disappear. And I was expressing it. I remember sharing with my aunt that sometimes I wanted just to go, a you hole. Know, in a hole and disappear or becoming like a little mouse and not come back anymore in the light, you know? And I was just present how deep the wound is when someone, an adult, who is not educated about his own sexuality and boundaries... Uses the body of a child for his own or her own pleasure, it destroys somehow the life force that that child were born with. So I myself need to get stronger. And actually, this is what I was doing. And I I just want to thank you, all of you who are listening to this podcast, because I know I haven't been consistent the way I promised it to release an episode every two weeks, because sometimes it goes so deep inside of me that I need myself to go to the process of healing that part that is showing up that thing that comes up and needs to be addressed and I had a conversation two days ago with the last person I've interviewed in French because this podcast is in two languages in French and English in two different channels and that person, Elodie who experienced 15 years of abuse. She asked me if she could keep in her testimony that she never met someone who completely got over being abused as a child because she was afraid that it would discourage people. And I shared my views with her, my views based on my own experience. For me, it's been 15 years of a very committed and profound journey of healing. And when I say profound, when I started to do this, I was going for it. Like my life depended on it. And I had this idea that after a while, after a certain number of years or after a certain amount of work or after whatever I was imagining, everything in my life would have, would be different and blossom and in a way that, you know, my imagination was creating. And it didn't. What I'm saying that is not that my life was not better. It was I started to enjoy life better. I started to do things differently. I started to approach people differently. But the shadow of what happened to me at three years old would come sometimes unexpectedly and bite me in the ass. And why it would bite me in the ass, it's because I was living with this impression that I would have never and never have to deal with it anymore. And that, that was my answer to Galadi. I'm like, no, we need to be true to the people we are sharing this testimony with. We need to be true with the people we are sharing this message with. Because when it happens as a child, it creates your whole persona. It affects every aspect of your life. So some aspects are really flourishing because you dealt with the impact of that event in that area. Let's say uh, the relationship with yourself to a certain extent the relationship with a man or woman to a certain extent, but then because life is about growing and expanding and becoming the best version of yourself every day, then you enter an unknown zone where that shadow is maybe hiding. And then the fear, and then something can be triggered And the fear, the terror, or maybe a misconception of life that you created as a 3 or 2 or 10 years old child who faced that situation will come up and bite you back. That's what happened to me. And that's what happens to me still. But now that I know the truth, that it can be there. And because my life is about growing and expanding and transforming and conquering and rebuilding myself, like conquering space of freedom for myself, then that event that created my old psyche or belief system, because that's what happened, I know it will come back sometimes, so I'm not afraid anymore, and I'm not in denial that it will not come back. So I know it's going to come back, and when it comes, I'm ready. I am aware. I know, oh, ah, okay, oh, okay, that's what it is. And I have my support system, and I have my support gang the people I can count on when it happens and then I grow faster I go over it in a more easier way because I am aware because I don't live anymore in the illusion that it is dealt with forever that I I had that belief system before and I was really disappointed at times, you know, I was really disappointed in relationships because of me, because I thought this would not come again, but (laughs) it came. I was really disappointed because I thought after one, two, three, five years of intense work on myself, I would have dealt with everything life could throw at me, no, It's not possible. So just to let you know, there's nothing to be worried about it. But I I wanted to address that question that Elodie had because it's important. It's important to know that when that happened to you as a child and you start your journey late in life after 20, 25, 30 years old, then you your psyche is built, so you will have to deal with the remaining aspects of it, Maybe, even though they are dust, but you you would have you will have to clean that dust one day or the other. And when you know that and you have the tool and you have the strength and you have built the support system and you have built the experience, the inner trust and confidence in yourself that you're able to do it. When it comes back, it's easier. And um, that child who is right now in the hospital, his experience is just touching my own child experience who wanted to die, who wanted to disappear. So, yes, yes, The emotions are here. The sadness of a child is really present. And it's okay. One of the things, and I I believe that everybody who experienced that, um, an abuse as a child, what they try to do is to run away from the emotions and the... um, Anything that can remind you what happened. And I've learned with the uh, years of experiences of going through the healing process that emotions are like a tunnel. If you don't go through the tunnel until the end, meaning if you don't feel them, really like don't resist them, just feel them fully in the body, in the soul, then you're not able to heal them. Anyway, I am not. I have to feel my emotions fully. But the trick part of it is to not identify with them. And it took me years to get there. What does it mean to feel the emotions but not identify with them. And with this experience, with this eight-years-old boy who is in the hospital now that is touching my own sadness that I had as it at as the same age, and I guess for years, this despair that was inside of me, the non-trust in life, the, the question of why am I here if it's so difficult on this earth? Why am I here if it's, if we cannot trust people around us? That was the, these were the questions I had as a child, and um, now I can feel the sadness. I can feel how much my inner child was dis- desperate and alone and frightened and didn't want to live in on this planet, but was not courageous enough to do anything against her own life. I I couldn't I couldn't do that even later, I was 20 years old. I had my letter for my parents because I didn't know. I had the letter ready. And the only answer I had is, I don't know, I am so... I feel so bad in my life, I don't know, it's just, I don't have the strength to live. I don't know how to live. I remember writing that to them. But then I didn't know what to do. I wasn't able to hurt myself or to do anything against my life. So I prayed. I remember I prayed. And... uh, I got a message that my life was precious and I didn't know why it was precious because obviously things that I've heard and things that happened to me were showing me that I wasn't, but I believed in it. And so I really can connect to that. Again, and the emotion is kind of still there. You can hear it. I cannot hold it back, but there is a very different aspect of it that is completely new for me than the past years, is that I don't identify with this sadness anymore. It is there. I know it is something. I know it is an emotion, and sharing it with you, I let it go through me, but I know that I'm not the sadness. I know that I'm not the despair. I know that I'm not powerless or... I don't believe in these things that I used to believe when I was... when I Even five years ago, younger, and even five years ago, I don't believe in them anymore. Because I know I have built enough inner strength to know that it is the sadness, the remaining sadness from that event, but it's not who I am. Who I am as a very strong woman, full of joy and life force. And I have transcended this. I have transcended that event and I still have some shadows to deal with anytime I grow, anytime I expand there, I will have a piece of it, a piece of that shadow, and I would have to deal with it, but I am not the shadow. I am not these impacts anymore. And that's what I wanted to share with you. The journey is of healing can be quite long, and um, it's worth it. And I and I really would like to encourage people who, if you are a witness of a situation like I am. With my friend right now, I am not a therapist, I am a friend, so I am there for them. I am present and I can just listen, share my insights, share with them what I see, what I understand, bring the light to things they don't understand. Like, for instance. Yes, abused child, sometimes they will not tell the truth. Why? They're scared. It's not that they are liars, they're just scared. That's all. And sh- share that awareness and share uh, that experience. So, yeah. I just wanted to share that with you today to uh, maybe share with you a little bit of my heart and um, let you know that um, how grateful I am. How grateful I am for you who who are listening to this podcast and sharing it with your friends around you. It is so important to spread that light, to spread the knowledge, to spread these discussions so people can understand and act quickly to intervene and support families and these children who are right now in this situation. That little boy, eight years old, and that little girl that I've talked about at the beginning, they are taking care of now. People are taking care of them and it is so important if you are in this situation, if you know someone there, remind them they need support even though they are not the child but the parent needs support as well. The one who witnessed the situation needs support as well and that's the reminder you can be for people around you and that's the reminder that I am for my friends. I do believe that in our own way we can be light bearer in this world and bring this awareness, this level of caring so we can really create that world where... Children can really have an awesome childhood. I carry my light that way. I know it's just a drop in the ocean, but with you, those who are listening to this, those who are aware of, who know something is happening around them, know about a child A man, a woman, who needs help and support, you are that light-bearer, and I thank you for that. And I apologize if I am so emotional today. (gasps) Thank you. Thank you. Hi, thank you for listening for this episode of Life Juicy. If you liked what you heard today, share it with your friends, and if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review it. If you have any questions or comments, any topic ideas, you can message me directly on Mary B at Love. M A R I E B at L I F E J U I C Y dot L O.